It's exactly what you've just said is don't put off your healing. Feel it now while it's raw because it's the easiest time to feel it. It's the easiest time to let yourself cry, to feel all of the emotions that you need to feel. Hi loves, welcome to the Create and Elevate Her podcast. I'm Ashley Avila, ER nurse, Enneagram 9, and mindset and self-love enthusiast. I know you're tired of feeling stuck with where you're at in life. You find yourself heartbroken or going through a life transition and just don't know where to go from here. You're wanting the guidance, motivation, mindset tools, and the self-love that you can apply in your life to be able to navigate this healing and self-growth journey. So if you're ready to learn and grow and create the life you want and elevate your best self, then girl, grab your $6 latte or fill up your glass of wine and let's dig in. Hello, hello, Chelsea. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you for having me. So tell everyone where you're calling from. I think it's pretty cool. I'm in Liverpool in the UK. In the UK. Quite far away. Quite far away. Yes, because I'm in Texas and you're in the UK. That's crazy. And I think we said... You're, it's 4 p.m. over there and it's 10 here. So that's pretty, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. You're like about to end <laughs> your day and I'm just getting started. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's crazy. I've been awake this afternoon. So just got back and to chat with you. Yeah, awesome. All right. So let's get started. Go ahead and, you know, tell everyone your story. Your, you know, I think the biggest um, thing that we talked about when we first met was a lot about healing and resiliency. Yeah. I, I, you know, go ahead and share that, share your story with, with the listeners. Right. Okay. So I suppose my story started really as a Reiki practitioner about five years ago. Um, so I was pregnant with my little girl and I was going through a really hard time in my relationship. And I ended up leaving her five months pregnant. That was a really hard decision to do because I think you sort of have like this idea of what a perfect family could be. And I thought that that could happen. But because I was going through such a difficult time, I started to get Reiki from a lady, a Reiki practitioner. And I think that really gave me the strength to actually leave when it was time to leave. And it was probably one of the best decisions that I made in terms of for my little girl and for myself as well. So then I had my little girl and I was actually working in law at the time. But when I was on maternity leave, I set up a small business with my mum and it was a spiritual business. So again, Reiki just kept coming into my life. And I remember going into a crystal shop and I was buying a crystal. I think I told you this story last yes, time yes. about when so I picked up a crystal and the lady said to me as I was as I was paying, she said, would you like me to make you charge the crystal for you? So I said, yeah, okay. So I had it in my hand, I passed it to her. She did Reiki on it and passed it back. And when she passed it back to me, I just got like tingles through my hands right up my arm. So I remember going home and thinking, I need to do Reiki. I need to be able to do that for myself. So that's what I did. I got my level one, but I didn't want to do it as a business. I didn't want to do Reiki for clients. I just wanted it for myself because I've been through a lot and I knew that it was time for me to do some self-healing. So that's what I did. 
And then about a year went by and I seen somebody doing Reiki level one. They were advertising on Instagram. So I messaged them and said, do you do level two? Because I'd lost contact with my first Reiki master. So he messaged back and he said, yeah, I can do level two. So I went. And I remember the first thing he said to me was, why do you want to do your level two in Reiki? And I said, I don't know. I don't want to do clients. I don't want to do it as a business. I was still adamant I was not doing it as a business. But that's what level two lets you do. It lets you um, be able to practice on clients. So I got my level two. Again, didn't do anything with it. Was just enjoying the benefits of it for myself, for my family. Practiced on my family a little bit. And then that was in 2021 in May. Then in November, December of that year, 2021, my dog got sick and we had to go and put down. And then four days later, my granddad passed away. He was in hospital for two weeks and he went in on a fall. So we wasn't expecting it at all. So within four days, I'd lost my dog and my granddad, I was really close to my granddad. But the funny thing is, is that during all of this, I was also going through something really difficult as well that I haven't really told anyone about. So I was just sort of like pretending that it wasn't happening. That was my best way to deal with it, was pretending that it wasn't happening. But the funny thing is, is that I was actually... As I was thinking about this one day, I was doing some journaling. And I remember writing in my journal, the only man, or men even, who haven't let me down was my granddad and my dog. Hmm. And I know that that sounds so silly now that I say it, because, like, your dog never let you down, well, you know. But it was just some, a thought that came to me. I never expected to lose them both within a matter of four days. So, obviously... That time was really difficult for me and everything else that was going on that I'd been holding on to that I'd not told anyone about, it all come to a head. But also that situation seemed to be getting worse as well and there was nothing I could do about it. So I, obviously I was going through a really difficult time. I'd not lost anybody before and I had a little bit of a breakdown and told my mum what was happening. And I remember this was something I've been carrying with me for eight months. But like I say, I'd avoided it. I was pretending it wasn't happening. So when I told my mum how long this had been going on for, she turned around and said to me, it's okay, it's over for you now. And I really wanted to believe it. And I wanted to just move on with my life. But what I didn't realise was that because I had been avoiding it and pretending it wasn't happening, it was actually, when I told my mum, it was actually only just starting for me. So that was, all of this happened on Boxing Day. <laughs> I told oh, my mum what had right. happened on, box, on Boxing Day. So the that? day after Christmas. The oh. day after Christmas. Oh, okay. The day after Christmas. Oh, okay. <laughs> is, that something that, is that something in the UK? I think so. On Boxing yeah. Day. When I think of yeah, unboxing, I think of like when influencers are like, let's unbox this. <laughs> <laughs> a boxing day, yeah. So that's when it all happened. And that's when I told my mom. So it was the day after Christmas gotcha. and the run up to New Year. So she she come and stayed with me for a few days. 
Um, but then I just wanted to forget about it, move on. And during that period, I went back to work. So I, th- I think I'd had about two weeks off work um, to, just to try and deal with everything and go to my granddad's funeral and just sort of try and get myself back to myself a little bit. So I went back to work. I was working in-house as a social media manager at the time. And I did have a small business on the side, but it was more of a hobby. (laughs) So when I went back into work, I remember thinking, I can't do this anymore. I knew I wanted my own business, but the business that I had wasn't at that point yet for me to just up and leave. So I go going back into work and this voice, it was like something outside of me speaking to me. And it said, quit your job and do Reiki. You'll heal others and you'll heal yourself. So I didn't quit my job. But the first day of the new year, I got in touch with somebody and asked to rent out a room to do Reiki for clients. And... That's what I did. I just went ahead and set up doing Reiki, even though for the last two years, I was adamant that I did not want to do Reiki for clients. But it was like something outside of me was just pushing me towards it. Um, And then I met somebody. And so from January to May, everything was good. But then May came and everything hit me. It was like everything that had happened at the end of the year before, it was all coming back to me and I hadn't dealt with it at all. And obviously as a Reiki practitioner, I was doing Reiki on myself every single day. I was still doing all of my practices, my meditation, my journaling. I was still doing that every single day because it was what I did anyway. It was just a way of life for me. But so I was like really struggling at this time thinking, why do I feel this way when I'm doing everything the right way? And I've got so much to be grateful for. And then I also, at the same time, I was going through a breakup. I lost my job. I didn't quit it, but I did lose my job. <laughs> um, And there was just a lot of other things going on as well. I'd say from that time, business started to go quieter too. And I was just thinking to myself, why does this keep happening to me? Why is it when I'm getting everything back on track, everything starts to fall apart? So now I look back to that time in May when everything was seen to be unraveling. And it took a good few months, I'd say about six, seven months for me to really like truly heal from May. I actually have a question. So I think the biggest thing that you mentioned about you realized that you hadn't dealt with that and all. So did you just have like, were you like flooded with different emotions and you were, did you feel guilty as well? Because I, I know personally, and I'm sure some of the listeners can resonate with this is I think sometimes we can put our feelings off. And we can say, we can keep going, keep going, keep going. And we don't actually really experience those feelings. We don't sit with those feelings and really work through them. Cause I think we can maybe, at least for me, I was scared to feel them. I didn't want to face them. Yeah. So were you just like flooded with different emotions? It was more of an up and a down. So definitely I felt guilt 
on so many different levels. Um, but like I say, with the meditation, with the Reiki, I thought I was sitting with my emotions. But the worst thing was it was just like a heaviness on my chest. And no matter how much I would sit with those emotions, try to shift the energy, it just wasn't going anywhere. Mm. Um, so it took a while for me to realize that I needed help outside of what I was already doing. I needed someone to do what I do for my clients to help me. Um, and I tried everything. I was reading every book that I could on healing, on energy, because to me, emotions are energy. Mm -hmm. it, emotion, energy, emotion. And if we don't let those emotions flow, then they get stuck somewhere. And that's what I felt like the heaviness on my chest was. But I didn't know how what more I could do. I couldn't sit with it anymore. I couldn't meditate it away. I couldn't do Reiki for it. It just wasn't working. So um, then in December, just gone, I decided to go and see a spiritual healer. It's a little bit different to Reiki. So Reiki is, we give positive, positive energy and it helps our energy within our bodies flow again. So it's sort of like, shifts any energetic blocks that we've got whereas when you go to see a spiritual healer they will take negative energy away oh I see I see and so as yeah. a Reiki practitioner um, for the listeners who aren't really fam familiar with that I know you talked about energy but um, what else is involved ex um, specifically with that is this more like a, a do you go into a meditative state? Um, how, how would that work? Okay, so um, I would ask my client to try to relax as much as possible and go into a meditative state because the more relaxed you are, the more open you are to the energy. But for me, uh, from the practitioner's side of things, it's you do sort of go into a meditative state as you're doing it. But it's not something that you need to consciously do. So I will place my hands on the client and then I would just feel the energy from the client and also like an energy in my hands. If you've never had Reiki before, it's hard to explain. You've just got to try it. And because every experience that you have Reiki is different. So you could go to one practitioner and then go to another and they will be completely different experiences. But it also gives you what you need at that time. So it's a gentle healing. It seems more that, like energetic. Yes, yeah. It seems yeah. more like energetic healing. Yes, it is. Yeah. It's an energetic healing. Yeah. Yes. And so now go into what you were talking about as, as far as a spiritual healer. And what's the difference with that? Yeah. So with a spiritual healer, so it is, it's not so much an energetic healing. It's more of a, if we have some sort of like heaviness that isn't shifting or an illness that Reiki can't create, it can't get those blocks away. Spiritual healing takes it from us. Reiki gives us positive energy. Spiritual healing takes away negative energy. Wow. And so what was your experience with that? I didn't really know what to experience, to be honest. And the funny thing is, is that I was, I opened up to one of my clients after a session and she recommended that I go to him. It's completely changed my life. 
I went to see the spiritual healer and when I went in, he was telling me about the work that he does and how he's worked with people who have had really, really horrible illnesses. So I was thinking, I don't know if this is going to work for me because I just want someone to lift this dark cloud from me. Afterwards, I was a completely different person. And since then, things have just sort of like fallen into place. Yes, absolutely. I think that with the spiritual healer, I think of, because I know last year I was like, okay, I, I want to explore my spirituality and learn more about it. Like God, universe, my spirit, me, who am I? All, all these great things. What would you say mm-hmm. is one tool specifically that has helped you through all this healing? Because, you know, I don't care who, what anyone says, but losing a dog is so traumatic, especially yeah. how long did you have your dog for? Uh, since he was a puppy. So 13 years, 13 years. Yeah. And he's also gone through like all of the big life, life events with me. So going to university, college, yes. um, moving into my first home, having my little girl, like he'd gone through all of those things with me. And like I say, he was the one support system that, you know, they don't judge you. <laughs> you can, I, I used to speak to him. I speak to my dog yeah, now. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it is, no one talks about it because it's like losing a family member. Yes, absolutely. It is. Yeah. And, and then soon after losing your granddad, right. That is, yeah. that is so difficult. And so what do you think were the most powerful tools that you used to really help you through this healing process besides the, you know, seeing the spiritual healer as well? Yeah. So definitely at that time, as I was going through it, the best thing for me was journaling and writing letters to my granddad and telling them things that have happened throughout the day and meditation. I just think there's nothing more powerful than getting your thoughts onto the page and just making sense of things. And meditation, it's a way to quiet your mind and sit with your feelings and let them flow as they need to. I think that people are, people who aren't used to journaling, they'll be like, well, I don't know what to write about. And it's, it's just kind of like, just put whatever you're thinking. It it doesn't even have to make sense because it's not for anyone. It's just for you. And you just write whatever comes. If you just literally have five things to say, then that's it. You put it on paper. Um, yeah I think that's so powerful Mm -hmm. I think as well when it comes to putting pen to paper you know it's so easy for somebody to pick up that journal because you would hope that people would respect your privacy but not everybody does so even to put just let your thoughts flow onto a page can be quite scary for some people so I always recommend to my clients as well to have a journaling app on your phone that you can lock with a code and also then if you're just out and about, if you're at work, if you're having a bad day at work, on your lunch break, you can just get out on your journal, on your phone. And it helps you so much. That's so, that's such a good tip right there. I never even yeah. thought about having something like on your phone and yeah. having like a lock because yes, I know that I can, I'll be like, 
especially my breakup journal. I'm like, I don't want anyone to see that because <laughs> I've said some mean things to my ex, you know, <laughs> it's like I have written some not so nice letters to him. So. Definitely. I always say I need to burn those journals before it's my time. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> burn it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. And, you know, you had mentioned to me, um, when we first met about how you realized that healing other people was healing you as well. Yeah, I definitely think that is why I was so guided towards doing Reiki because at that time as well, when I started Reiki, I didn't realize that I had so much more healing to do. And I definitely think that it's been that thing that's got me through it. For sure. Absolutely. And I'm so glad that yeah you found that and then you had that to, to help you with that. So what would you say, what's, what do you think would be one advice for someone um, with any of my listeners that are going through something that's really difficult and they know that this healing process is going to be, it's going to be long, right? It, and it's not going to be easy yeah. as well. And I think that I've gotten so many questions about, well, how long is it going to be? How long will it take? And it's, there really is no time. And the no. biggest thing that I tell people, and I've I've said this over and over again, because I had a similar situation as well, where once the breakup happened to me, it um, really brought up all these emotions that I didn't face after my dad had passed away six years prior. And I realized that time doesn't heal you, you heal you. Because time passed yeah. by. Time had passed by and I never dealt with those emotions. And I realized six years later, oh, I'm still, I'm still wounded. And I never took care. Yeah. yeah. So what would you say would be one advice, uh, one tip for someone who is going through a difficult time and they know that this healing journey is going to be difficult. What's something that would help them navigate that? It's exactly what you've just said is don't put off your healing. Feel it now while it's raw because it's the easiest time to feel it. It's the easiest time to let yourself cry, to feel all of the emotions that you need to feel. And you don't want to be in a position where it keeps coming back up and keeps coming back up. And I think if I had have done that, I it wouldn't have took me so long to deal with what I needed to deal with. And like you say, you know from experience as well, it doesn't go away. We just store it and then that creates illness, it creates anxiety, it creates depression, it can create physical pain. Right. So yeah, definitely the one tip, feel it while you can. I like how you said that. Feel, feel, feel it, it as it's happening. As it's happening, as it's raw, yeah. like you're in it, just feel it. And I think that I've had girlfriends come up to me and or certain people that are going through it and they're like apologizing for crying. And I'm like, no, don't apologize feel it like yeah. feel the emotions yeah. do not apologize at all and I think we need to kind of start getting used to you know not being sorry for for what we're experiencing yeah definitely and I think a lot of us as well like we grow up with parents who I remember my mom she would never cry in front of us so now if I cry in front of my little girl my mom says don't cry because Kendall's there and I'm like I'd rather her say that it's okay to cry when she needs to. Oh my God, that is so beautiful. I love that. It is so true as well. I can definitely 
relate to that. And I'm sure so yeah. many listeners can relate to that as well. Like growing up with, with parents who like made you feel like it's not okay to express your feelings. Don't cry. Yeah. Like, yeah, don't be crying. You have nothing to cry about. I'll give you something to cry about kind of, you know, feeling right <laughs> like, yeah no, I know it's okay. it's okay to to express those emotions those feelings to feel them that is so yeah. awesome so how can people find you so I'm over on Instagram at the Reiki rooms awesome and I'll put it I'll put everything on the on the yeah. show links as well guys or yeah. the, the show notes sorry yeah that's probably the best place to find me awesome thank you so much Chelsea it's been so much fun talking with you you. today and I know that the listeners you know grabbed a lot of value from that especially those who resonate with with any little part of your story Um, and it was very interesting learning more about Reiki Reiki am I saying that right Reiki yeah Reiki (laughs) Reiki yes (laughs) yeah thank you so much for having me Thank you so much. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen in. If this podcast episode inspired you, taught you something, or moved the needle for you in your growth journey, then please share it with a girlfriend. Leave a review or screenshot the episode and share it on Instagram and tag me at it's Ashley Avila underscore. I would forever be grateful for you guys and I can't wait to hear from you. You can also join the free Facebook community, Create and Elevate Her. Until next time, friends, and remember, it's a good day to have a good day.